0: and i'm brandon Kylie. we're going out to the brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by our friend the blues analyst for 101 espn you'll hear him on the call for blues versus hurricanes right here on 101 espn tonight at seven o'clock he is the one the only the bread man joey vitale joining joey, us here on the joey,
1: show joey joey ah, you're so awesome. what's, up, what's up fellas how we doing today joe what's going on
0: man how you doing
1: Hey, doing great. Just leaving the rink. Just leaving the rink right now. A nice optional this morning uh, for the Blues and uh, heading into a big game tonight against the Carolina Hurricanes. Big test coming up. A lot of, lot of big games. Heavy opponents here from the Blues. St. Let's start with this, Joe. It sounds
0: like Robert Thomas is going to be back on the ice for the Blues tonight. Is that your expectation
1: as well? thats That would uh, be accurate. Yeah, that would be accurate. I saw him this morning. He looked good. He looked like he was in good spirits as well. So my uh, my expectation would be that we see Robert Thomas uh, on the ice again here tonight. Now uh, the line that he goes with, I tell you what, it's been it's been a bit of a revolving door. Before he went out of the lineup, you know, before last game was his first game he missed this season. So you know, will it be the Buchnevich and Tarasenko? We've seen him with Kairu and Bucnevic at times. So I think Craig Berube is going to kind of. Tip his um tip his toes in different things uh, throughout the lineup here and throughout the game here tonight, and kind of see what the chemistry looks like early on. But yes, it, it is my full expectation based off of what I saw this morning that we will see Robert Thomas again here tonight.
2: So with that being said, Joe, uh, I was looking at some of the numbers for this matchup for the blues, because once again, back in the Eastern conference, after you played three straight on that road game, Carolina is, is not a Carolina team that we remember. Carolina is like the fifth least goals per game this season. And I would imagine Craig Berube is probably looking at least for how the last couple of games have gone where the blues have lacked of getting those goals and getting that pressure in front of the net. This might be one of those games where you absolutely needed him back in the lineup.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, this is, like like you said, Alex, this is a very differently built Carolina Hurricanes team uh, than it was, you know, five, ten years ago. I mean, Rod Bridenmore has done such a fantastic job with this team in the sense that they, they attack, they keep so much pressure, so much pressure on their opponent throughout the entire game. That That's what's impressive. It's almost like, uh, it's like from start to finish, you know, there are teams that have really good periods, and then they maybe take a period off, but What's, what's impressive about their team is it's a, it's a commitment to 60 minutes, and I think it's almost to the fashion of how Rod Blind- Brind- Brindamore, she, he played that way. And then, of course, the leadership with you know Jordan Stahl, and uh, they're getting some really good youthful guys coming up. I mean, Sebastian Ajo has been on an absolute tear. Pesci's been a great shutdown defenseman. So they're getting the veterans, they're getting the backside, um, and they're getting the young guys coming up. And, and they're all playing very, very well. They're also getting great goaltending. And that's crazy to say because without Freddie Anderson being out, you know, you think that you'd, uh, that's what they would lack a little bit. But got this young Russian goaltender who uh, they just are absolutely extremely high on. Will it be here, him or aunt, Auntie Ranta here tonight? Um, still up in the air right now. We, we didn't get a chance to see who, who they would go with here tonight. But uh, like, like you said, it's, it's going to be a, a hard push here tonight. Uh, it, it's a 60 minute commitment. Uh, they put pressure on you, much like Dallas. They're going to send in two four checkers. The third guy very high. They close plays out very quickly. Um, the one, the one area, the biggest area of tonight's game, I think you got to really focus on is is how their four check impacts the game. They're a four checking team. They dump. They chase. It's a four line commitment. And will will Jordan Bennington be able to be the difference here tonight in the sense that he will come out? And of course, shut down that four check by playing the puck, moving into the defenseman, and hopefully getting out of the zone pretty quickly.
0: Joey Vitali is our guest here on one oh one ESP and always appreciate his time. Joey, I want to bring you in on the conversation that we had a little bit ago, and it's it's in reference to a piece that Jeremy Rutherford uh, put out earlier today on the on the blues shooting and whether or not they're putting enough pucks on net. I was a little surprised by the numbers. They're they're basically shooting the exact same number of shots per game as they have been over the course of the Craig Berube era. They, they were around somewhere between 29 to 31 each of the last four seasons, and they're at 30. So far this year, the thing that's changed is the shooting percentage. So they're not converting on the same number of chances as they had been in previous years, especially last year. What are you seeing in regards to that? Just when you're looking at it with the eye test, do you feel like they're passing
1: up too many opportunities? You know, listen, I think that last year, I think to be fair, I think we caught light in the bottle in a lot of areas of how much, how many goals we scored. I mean, th- there's a reason why I think it was nine twenty goal goals we had last year. I mean, th- those are astronomical numbers. That was, that was like what no team had experienced, right? You know, to, to say that that should become the norm um, for a lot of fans out there, I mean, that, that is not the norm. And then there's a reason why a lot of history was made last year. Uh, you know, Vladimir Teresingo, uh surpasses the, the point-per-game threshold, the first player to do it since Pavel Dimitri. I mean, th- it's been a long time. Pavel Demetra that was a long time ago. So uh, it's more the norm, I think, what we're seeing this year. And, and I know it's, it's hard because you, you have to compare that to last year because you do have a lot of the same personnel. Uh, but but that was a lot of lighting in, in the right bottle last year. I think they were um, opportunistic about their shots, and when they started going in, it just really snowballed. And then you have confident shooters and confident goal scorers. and of course that can go in a, in a much better direction. I think you know a couple things to answer your question. PK they have certainly jumped off the page this year. Um, as, as to why, I mean, yes, you do, you do lose David Perron and, you know, he was one of your best goal scorers last year. So that, that's certainly from a personnel standpoint, that that is someone that right now they have just not replaced, especially on the power play as that one timer threat. You know, I think the other thing too, is as you start a season, you can start slow, you can start fast. And I think right now, the blues from a goal scoring standpoint for some of these goal scores, they've gotten off to a little bit of a slow start. You know, let's just look at Vladimir Tarasenko where his numbers are compared to last year. Um, and of course, obviously, one of his best years in the league was last year. Now he's a bit a bit slower of a start as he's quarter way through the season. You know, what happens to a player is that that confidence gets shaken a little bit, whether you're a first-year guy or a 10-year guy. I mean, longest 10-year blue, you think, you know, what does he have anything to be unconfident about? But he, he's still a player. I mean, the, the, these goal scorers go through this. And as as you can start hot, you can start slow. And I think when you start slow when you get off to a bit of a, a tempered start like he has, that, that, that kind of gets... Gets in your in your psyche as well, and then you start gripping the stick a little bit tighter, and then maybe you're not as confident in the power play, and then you feel like maybe the players in the power play aren't as confident delivering it to you. So I think a lot of that's going on. I, I certainly think um, from a goal scoring standpoint, I think that I think the Blues can all all increase their points if if we've been talking about it a while, but certainly having a one time threat. On, on one unit or definitely both units because that, that is certainly going to not only open up things for the one-timer player, but also it's going to open up things for everyone else on that power play. And, and, I, and I do think that you look at last year's goal scoring as well, uh, the power play made a big difference. I mean, that is something that we just have not seen as much this year where we we're were we okay five on five, maybe we kill a few penalties, but here comes the power play. I mean, last year it almost seemed like game in, game out it was automatic. The power play was going to deliver. And right now, we just do not have that same uh, proficiency on the power play where, where they're winning those games. And a lot has to do with the, the one timer threat that right now we just seem like we do not have. A lot of inter- interchangeable parts. They're still trying to find chemistry with some of the new bodies as well. Uh, but definitely uh, definitely a concern here for St. Louis, and and they're going to continue to hopefully right that ship here tonight.
2: Joe, uh, Craig Berube made some comments of Alexi Toropchenko yesterday just talking about how they just need him to get back to the level that he was playing at it last season, and of course that shoulder comes into play here. He's in Springfield right now getting those reps for them, but Jake Neighbors is still up here, and this kind of ties into the power play one time shot. I'm a little surprised that Jake Neighbors is on the fourth line just because Doug Armstrong made the comments of him being a top nine forward. Otherwise he's going to be a top-line player in Springfield to get his confidence, and with that one-time threat, are you a little surprised that maybe they haven't dipped their toe in the water of maybe like a Martin Furk or a Matthew Highmore to come up and possibly be the fourth-line player and provide a little bit more spark?
1: Uh, so so Furk, obviously, I think he's got one of the nastiest one-timers in the organization right now. Um, you know, he's been in the league a long time. He certainly had that ability when he was in L.A., uh, but I think aside from the shot, though, I think that he his game does drop off a little bit, so I think that that's That's the concern to bring up a player like that because you can't bring up necessarily just a power play specialist, especially in the forward position if they're going to eat up, if they're going to eat up a roster spot, you know, so that, that that's number one Um, for Jake neighbors. You know, I think that, yes, you have him on the fourth line and and is that a good spot for him? No, but guess what? It's not really a good spot for anybody. I mean, no disrespect to anyone who's playing the fourth line, but, but you're never, you're never really going to get a lot of success in the fourth line. But at the same time, I think that you look for it as an opportunity to do something in the game, to make an impact, and hope hope for more. I mean, Craig Berube—he's—he's old school. You have to earn it, especially these young guys. He's not just going to, you know, hand it to you on a platter. Even even when um, you know uh, Alexandrov, Nikita Alexandrov was up. You know, he took took some games before he got up into a third line, and then after about seven or eight, then he got some first line looks. I mean, it does take time, and you have to earn that trust of Craig Berube. And right now, Jake Neighbors is still in that. He's still in earning the trust of Craig Baruby and, and I think that Craig Baruby has not seen it from a consistent game-in, game-out basis where he can trust him to play top six minutes and maybe, maybe mon- uh, monitor kind of a, a power play situation at least for a little while and then and then jump in. The good news, I will say, for Jake Neighbors, although, yes, you are on that fourth line, uh, Alex and BK, like, like we've seen the last couple games, they have run that 11-7 set, 11 forwards, 7 defensemen. So there really isn't a fourth line that's established right now over the last handful of games for St. Louis, that there's basically three lines and two extra. So Craig Berube is going to treat it just as that he's going to run three lines and he's going to throw in one of those extra guys, whoever's going. I, I actually sat down with Jake neighbors this morning and, and I said, I thought he had good legs last game. And, and I said, you know, Craig's one of those play, uh, coaches. If he sees you going, if he sees you going early, you know, he's going to give you more minutes. And then Jake, of course, interrupted me. He said, he goes, you're absolutely right. He said, it feels like it's the first few shifts. If you have a good first few shifts and you have legs, and he sees that you have legs, he's going to give you opportunity. You're, you're, going get, you're going to get shifts with some top six players. So, again, uh, with it being 11 forwards, it's, it's not necessarily, you know, four lines with an extra thrown in on that fourth line. It's the opposite. It's the, he likes to run three lines, and then out of Achari or maybe Jake Neighbors." which of those two players seem like they have really good legs and some jump in the game. And Hill's going to sub those guys in maybe on a Braden Chen or Ryan O'Reilly shift every now and then, depending on how those wingers are going as well. So certainly certainly not a great spot for Jake to be on that fourth set, but at the same time, plenty of opportunity coming up tonight, and especially because there's going to be a lot of games coming up as well as after tonight the Blues head into a three and four Pittsburgh and then the Rangers and the Islanders.
0: He's Joey Vitale. You'll hear him on the call tonight for Blues versus Hurricanes. That starts at puck drop starts at 7 o'clock. Alex and Joey will bring you a pregame starting at 6 right here on your home field blues 101 ESPN. Joe, appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoy the game tonight. And we'll talk with you again next week.
1: That sounds good, boys. You guys have a great day.